So I'll you're not you're you're not out there sort of looking at the clouds no. and and Never. listening to the waves and saying, "Oh, I saw Never. a bird." Never. You're you're focused. You are like absolutely. a squash court times five. I'm James Zug, and this is outside the glass. This is our fiftieth episode. We've just finished four full years of outside the glass, and now we have our uh, golden anniversary episode. So thank you so much to everybody who's talked about, shared, rated, reviewed, subscribed to Outside the Glass. Really appreciate it. Today's episode is with Mike Way. Mike is the head coach for men's and women's squash at Harvard. And um, I got to know Mike in the late 1990s. At that point, he was obsessed with windsurfing. And um, soon after, after that, he, he switched to kiteboarding and uh, has been doing that all around the world and uh, a, real, a real obsession for him, which is great. So, so we sat down up in his office uh, in Boston and uh, my son, Collier, uh, tagged along. So you'll hear his, his voice uh, towards the end of, uh, of the podcast. Uh, we had a great conversation about um, uh, why he loves uh, kiteboarding and, and exactly what it's like. So enjoy. All right, so let's talk sailing. We're here with Mike Way. Um, so when did you first start sailing, or like how did that develop as a passion of yours? Well, I just I'd been sailing since I was a kid, and again, it's uh, like it is with so many things through my dad. My my dad grew up, loved sailing, and and I did so. Where what, school and the what were you? What kind of boats? Like where were just you? Dinghies, just dinghy, just dinghy. You, you know, you grow up. When I was a kid in England, you grew up. Uh, I grew up on the east coast, and it's just dinghy sailing, and you're, you're entering little regattas and uh, and doing whatever. But yeah, just puttering around on boats. And isn't the weather uh, a part of you know how much you can enjoy sailing in, in England? Isn't it a bit? Yeah, but as you can say, you can say, you can sail pretty much uh, right. all year round with a few uh, with a few exceptions. Right? But there's a, there's a sailing season, of course. Um, but yeah. the, but the fact is, there's a lot of wind in the UK. So <laughs> to heck with the clouds; it's right. windy. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I I remember when when you and I talked up in Toronto twenty years ago. Um, when I did that piece on you, uh, you were sailing. Uh, I, I don't know if you had gotten into kiteboarding then. It was windsurfing. You were windsurfing at that time. So tell yeah. me about that. Yeah, no, no. So did no, you no. Sa- did you did you sail as an adult or did you sort of stop once you? Once no, you- I saw there was definitely a, a, a big uh, block of time when I didn't do much of anything yeah. on water. But then, um, you know, windsurfing really took off and. Um, and my brothers were were heavy into it, so I got into windsurfing. But kiteboarding's only been around for about twenty years, mm. and a lot of windsurfers got into kiting because you could kite on light wind days, um, and and then just yeah, it just became. Uh, so where were you went? Where were you went? You were in Canada. Were you windsurfing in Toronto? Yeah, windsurfing in Toronto and on the on the Great Lakes. Uh, <coughs> so yeah, I mean, there's some really. I mean, those lakes uh, they can really blow a bit. So uh, mostly up on Lake Huron. You know, good wind and, and and good waves up there. So, and then this uh, this new sport, kiteboarding, came along in the late nineties. Mm. And uh, yeah, and, and when you when taken you, off now. I, just, I couldn't believe it when I first saw it. Yeah, when you when you but were were you like this is insane, or were you like I'm doing this tomorrow? Uh, well, no, I did think it was insane, but I, but so a buddy, one of my close buddies uh, was came back from a vacation with his new kite, 
and uh, and here we were waiting for the wind to pick up for the windsurfers were and he's out there surfing around time. having a great time oh, to heck with this so uh yeah so about the first year it came out got my first kite it was uh, a uh, lot of a lot of mishaps and accidents. We call them kite mares. And um, why? But, what ha- what ha- what happened? Well, the equipment was awful. You know, the emergency releases were terrible. There was very little uh, deep power control, so you'd have all sorts of issues. Oh my God, terrible accidents. And uh, but luckily for me, no uh, no broken bones, but uh, but a lot of mishaps. But the equipment now is great, and it's um, anyway. I just love it. So yes, my if I have one addiction outside of squash, this would be it. So where have you gone around the world doing it? Or do you just do it here in Boston? Well, obviously, I live here, and so I'll go down to the Cape. Yeah. I'll do it right. I'm probably going out this afternoon because uh, Pleasure Bay, is gonna, the wind's going to pick up, go up to Nahant. So there's lot Rhode Island. There's lots of places around here. Um, but, yeah, I've you know, kiteboarded down uh, in the Caribbean a good number of times. Barbados and Dominican are terrific spots. Uh, but I still like going home to the U.K., so I go to the UK twice a year, to the Irish Sea, and uh, I've just come back from two weeks kiteboarding there, actually. So, yeah, it's a lot of... A lot of two not, weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm off, I'm off to the World, the world um, Coaching uh, Conferences in Melbourne, not in Melbourne, in Brisbane this year. So um, I'm, I'm going to that in September, and I've booked on three days. I of, saw your name on that. I've booked three days of kiteboarding, and hopefully the weather, uh, you know... Uh, is good folks yeah. like we'll see so when you first started doing it was it pretty scary figuring it all out and and in these accidents or or did um, the techniques yeah know, well there was to... no teaching in those days right. you just you you bought a kite um, and went it was out trial and error yeah yeah so a lot of lot, lot of trial and error um so yeah we, it, it was wasn't so much wasn't bad scary but the adrenaline the one thing about kiteboarding isn't anyone even to this day that tries it it's it's such uh, an engaging aspect. You there. I, I've never known a higher level of focus and attention than when you put a kite up, especially when you're learning, and that lasts with you for probably a few years, because you feel that you have this sense that this energy is so much beyond your control, and when you don't quite uh, navigate, uh, literally and metaphorically, correctly, you're in trouble. So the fact that there is something pending going wrong but on a perpetual basis is a great attention getter so you're not you're you're not out there sort of looking at the clouds and and listening to the waves and saying oh i saw a bird never you're you're focused you are like a squash court times five you are absolutely the focus is is at the highest i have ever known any activity i've done in my life now once you've once you've learned to kite like anything you could you can go on cruise control if you want but Mm. it depends on there's different types of kiteboarding um, what do you want to do and how do you want to do so I, I like wave riding kite. so what does that so mean it just means that you're on a surfboard no straps on the board and uh, you're trying to you know grab waves and surf them and, and you, you have all sorts of you know it's a different you know the, the younger kids are doing the jumps leaps and, and whatever you want to do um, you're not jumping I have done I went through that phase but now I, I really love I love the surfboard and the wave riding is for me where it happens. And you have interesting. I bumped into uh, <laughs> some people don't believe. They think I'm embellishing the story, but I was on a cape uh, two years ago, and I bumped into a shark. Literally, literally bumped into him. So I was just going in on a, on a wave, and I saw this fin coming across because it's known for its 
shards because of the seal colonies down there. Anyway, that we talk about high level of concentration, never had a high level of concentration. Turned <clears throat> uh, right after this wave, because sometimes you take a, 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 a too big a wave, you're going to come off, and literally hit the fin, could have reached down with my left hand and touched it. And uh, anyway, got myself out. no straps on the board. So when you got straps, you can you can wedge your feet in, and you sort of feel you know a bit like a snowboard. You feel like well, okay, nothing's gonna come off. But the, you could have the surfboard could have flown out. Well, I was really I felt like my it. I felt like my toes had curled into the board. I felt they were making indentations at the time. And anyway, that was a, that was a funny experience. But uh, wow. no, no, no kite border. Or windsurfers have been attacked by a shark. The surfers do, but we guys don't. But that was a, that was an interesting event, <laughs> to say the least. Got my attention. Are you out for like an hour, four hours? Like how long is a, a ride it de- for you? It, it depends how you kite. You can kite hard, mm. and that's really quite tiring. But um, no, if you if you've gone on a kiting vacation, you know it's it, you're easy put in between three and five hours on the board, on a day. Mm. But I can nip down. You know, to Pleasure Bay from here and, and do an hour and a half, two hours and, and be back. You know, it's a 10-minute drive, so it's uh, it's it, whatever you want to do. But, a, yeah, but guys that go on kiting holidays, they're going to be on their hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it can be a pretty serious physical workout, not only mentally, but I mean, aren't you pretty exhausted when you... It's, yeah, well, if you kite hard, yeah. You can kite hard or you can go what we call cut the grass. So we just go, you know, back you just go back and forth. So if you cut the grass, you can go for longer. But if you're kiting hard, yeah, you, you get tired, which is great. Yeah. Are there races? Is there is there any competition, or is it is it a sport that is purely the enjoyable, just being out there, and there's no well, there are there, 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 there's races now. There's, there's a all sorts circuit. of competition. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's pro circuits. There's different pro circuits. But yeah, I think it is one of those activities. It's like people that go climbing. Mm. Um, you know, you want to go diving. There, are how many activities are where you're just so utterly engaged um, in your surroundings, in your environment? And for me, sailing and kiteboarding is that. Yeah, you want to go and race, go and race. But you but, never, you've never done that. No, no, and I won't be. I won't be. But yeah, but is it nice going out there where there's some really good kiters? They're better than you around you, and you're trying to. You know, like it doesn't matter what age you're at. You, you, you're, a, if you're an old golfer, you're still trying to hit that ball a little bit better and get that score down well the same is true of anything that you're utterly engaged yeah. in I've seen we've seen it where there's a whole bunch of them out there yeah and I've always thought God, aren't they going to get their lines yeah it does happen tangled? doesn't happen very often but it does happen yeah yeah it does happen it has happened to but you not, but not no not, not with experienced kiters with uh, less experienced kiters mm. they're not sure how to, the, the angle to fly their kite on if they're in close proximity to somebody else but yeah it doesn't happen yeah it does happen yeah <laughs> so are you uh sailing or windsurfing at all or have you just thrown yourself into kiteboarding and i don't windsurf anymore um i'll sail every now and again if i if i get a chance i was talking about jason mihas mm. he's a kiteboarder um and he's going to take me out on his uh on his new uh hydrofoil his hydrofoil so um yeah, so if I get the other, but no, really, kiting is uh, kiting is it for me? And you know, you got limited time. I'm still completely immersed in my in my job and involved here. It's number one priority of everything. So, um, you know, uh, it, the nice thing about kiting, it's a quick launch, right? You go, you get your kite up, you're out. When you're sailing, 
you know, you, there's all sorts of restrictions, the limitations, ready. and time-wise, it's just a much longer. How long does it take you so, to get your 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 kiteboarding? Oh, gear you get to there, and just get your, the longest time is getting your wetsuit, getting your wetsuit on if it's cold. But it's um, <laughs> yeah. But I think you can be up and on the water in 20, 20 minutes probably, which is pretty that's pretty quick time, you know. Compared to sailing. So, where, what's your favorite place in the world to go kiteboarding? Like, uh, no question. I only got my. Uh, and I don't have a close second. So, um, Anglesey, which is an island off the north coast of Wales. Yeah. A little village called Rosnaiga, probably the best place in Europe to kite. And uh, the prevailing southwest wind comes up the Irish Sea. Gotta love it. And if you want, you can catch the ferry over to Dublin later in the day and have a couple of pints of real Guinness. <laughs> that's a dream day for you, <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> beautiful that's great we've been to Anglesey uh, we live in a community in Wilmington that's named Anglesey and oh, wow. Rebecca and I my wife and I went there uh, 20 years ago and um, it's beautiful there but we weren't kiteboarding no, no. Okay, next time. Not allowed. <laughs> I don't know. You're never too old, Jim. Remember my, that. <laughs> my cousin, my cousin who lives here, he's a Harvard alum and and didn't play squash, but he lives in Boston and he's a huge kiteboarder. Goes all around the world. Right. And uh, and like you, he'll be like it's two o'clock. He's like, right. Yeah. And he'll drive to wherever you're. Yeah, you know, these places near here and yeah. and and get out on the water. Yeah. Well, one of our main uh, big supporters, uh, Bobby Greenhill. He's uh, down in down. In, he lives in Greenwich and he's a. Uh, Huge kiteboarder. His whole family is. Husband, wife, daughters. They're You're kidding. Like, oh, yeah. Huge kiteboarder. Are there kids out there doing Kids out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, I know it's not, but it looks so completely dangerous. It just looks yeah. insane. Yeah, but I think you just, you do have to take lessons. You have to do it but you didn't. Day. You didn't take lessons. Well, there weren't any in those days. It was the first year it came out. But uh, my buddy had, had learned to do it on vacation. So, he yeah, sure there's mishaps. There's mishaps. But nowadays, it's... Uh, you know, my wife kites and... Uh, oh, really? Yeah, and, and then there's lessons, and she takes her lessons, and she goes steady but sure, and just she cuts the, She cuts the grass. She cuts the grass a lot, God love her. <laughs> but you don't... It doesn't feel like you're cutting the grass, you know, you may go just go back and forth, you don't. Again, that is a level... That, that adrenaline is... Pumping. Pumping hard. <clears throat> but you're not a, like an adrenaline junkie. No, no, no. You know no, what I mean? Not at all. Like, some people do it because they, you know, they did... That extreme, whatever skiing, say, yeah. and then they go to the extreme. You know, they 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 right. just need the. Yeah. But you're doing it more because you love being out on the water. Yeah, yeah, I love like sailing. sailing. I, I love sailing. I love windsurfing, and then this just seemed like a natural. It just felt like a progression. The fact that you, there were, to, to be honest, what it really came down to, um, you know, back in the '90s for me, it was that there were more days on the water. That's really what it came down to. You can have more days on the water with this sport. Than you are windsurfing and way less equipment. You can pack it in your trunk. I mean, if you're a real keen windsurfer, you've, you know you've got two or three boards, six masts, six to eight sails. It's it's astounding the equipment you need. You need a you know a, a small truck. <laughs> so, so when you travel, you always bring your always nearly always yeah yeah. And it's is it a, it's in your own. I'll, I'll probably rent a board. Oh, you rent the board. I rent a board if I if I'm if I, when I when I go to Mel uh, to Aussie I'll I'll rent a board but I'll take my kites, um, and when I go to Anglesey I leave a board there. But you know you, you rent a board. You, anyway. you leave a board. I leave there. a board there. You want cheap second hand board? What the heck? But um, so you just you know you but you you take your gear. A lot of kites will do. A lot mm. of kites will do that. Yeah. Mm. So you have boards all around the world just waiting, oh, yeah, for, you, no, waiting no. for you to just come one. back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. It's amazing. And uh, the, the, the thing about the focus, I mean, people, we talk about this in squash, that, you know, it's a beautiful thing because you, you, all the extraneous chatter just stops because yeah. you, you have to focus. You have to. Yeah. And so that's what you love about this as well, right, is the, yeah. the mental, like, you come out off the water and you have forgotten what you were totally. worrying about three hours earlier. Yeah. Well the, 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 right. well, the thing about the sport is that if you switch off and you start dreaming, daydreaming, especially on, in certain conditions, if you're in big wave riding, you, something's going to go wrong. So there's going to be a mishap. And, uh, and I don't mean necessarily a dangerous or a bad mishap, but you're going to be, you know, you're going to lose your board or whatever. So the engagement is yes, because it's your sport, but also because there's this, I don't mean survival um, Life survival, but I mean survival yeah. as in it might be just staying on the board or yeah. uh, get, getting out of this a, a situation or avoiding other kites or whatever is going on around you. But yeah, it's an absolute, an absolute focus and attention on what you're doing. You are not thinking about your job. Yeah, which is great. Yes, it's awesome. How old are you? Uh, sixty-four. So. Are there people 64 out there, or are you one of the yeah, older? Yeah, no, there's some old guys out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm with the older bunch, but uh, who cares about So you're going to be doing it when you're 84, right? Well, you know, that we don't know that, do we? So that's, uh, I don't think about, uh, I, don't feel my, I don't feel my age, and I don't feel my age in my job. Um, and that's you know that's, that's part of it. Is, is, it yeah. is, is, we're doing, doing the maintenance work on, on the body as well as the, the head um, so that you feel good. And if you feel good, you feel younger. So, yeah, if you're engaged in something, you feel younger. That's what. Uh, that's right. That's the you know that's where passion and enthusiasm. If you if you're passionate and enthusiastic about anything in your life, you just don't feel your age. Right. <laughs> it's all mental. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the driver. That's amazing. All right. Any questions for Mike about kiteboarding? <laughs> uh, do you ever are afraid that you're gonna like fly out to sea? And not come back. We always saw that. We see these guys. We're like, yeah. How they make sure they don't. Come. How do you like turn or like you make shift sure your they body? Don't. Well, there's a technique to turn it. But the one thing about kiting is that you know you're to be a responsible kite boarder, and that means <clears throat> that ninety percent of the time more than you do not sail on an offshore wind in case you get in trouble. Has that happened? <clears throat> Have people just been blown out to sea? It uh, it has happened. It does happen. Um, but I, again, I've, I've not known of any deaths last year. A kiteboarder got in trouble, and he wasn't very good. And um, I didn't know, I didn't know that he wasn't with his gear. But we saw this kite on the water, and it was it was a good two or three miles away. You could just see this tiny speck, and no one, was, and there were no boats going. So anyway, I went down to check on him. He Kite, was, you kiteboarded out. I kiteboarded out. He wasn't <coughs> there. He left it, which I didn't know. He left his gear. And that was a little nerve-wracking because I was now uh, south of the island and I had to tack back up wind. We, I was fine. I was fine. But there was a was an there was an hour or two where I was like... Working. Uh, yeah, well, I was working hard and, and it was dusk. And he had left and his... He left board? his... Well, he just... Well, he actually did the right thing. He bailed. And, and he bailed and, sw- and at a certain point he bailed and started to swim in and was home to get, a, get, got to get picked up by fishermen and he did get picked up so he got picked up and brought in and then another boat went out a couple of hours um, later and they actually got they actually got his gear back um, so he was he was a lucky monkey but that yeah but that's pretty uh, it's pretty unusual <laughs> I've never but again I've never heard of a 
I don't think I've, I've, I've ever heard of people getting in trouble, yeah. kites getting lost and picked up by fishermen or whatever, but I've never heard of anyone in our sport. No, no, they don't. Cross they don't the get, ocean. The surfers, I think the surfers, you hear the surfing stories, and I'm amazed at surfers and their mental courage, you know, when they're out there, you hear about them, you hear about them in Australia. Um, or off the, even off the coast of the states somewhere, and there, uh, and, and Thierry Lanku. Thierry Lanku is a big surfer, and he's from Reunion Island, if my memory serves me yeah, well. Yes, yeah. And they have they've big had a sp the last few years they've had an incredible number of shark attacks. I remember asking him, "How do you?" He goes home, I think, every year. How do you go surfing, and how do you bob in the water? That's a completely different mindset. You're bobbing in the water. Your feet, on your your board, feet, your feet are in the water. Like, and you know that there was a shark attack last month. How do you, I don't know how they do that. That, to me, uh, is at a whole different level. Our, spa, our sport, you can have mishaps. What's your, that, what's your worst that, mishap? Oh, God, the very, I, I had, I got caught in some fishermen's lines. I had uh, half a dozen hooks in in my back uh, in Lake Ontario once. I've dislocated a, 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 a thumb, but just, so nothing, nothing like that. But the, you got the fish hooks in your back. Got fish hooks in my back. Yeah, six of them, six of them. But um, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah. But the, the surfing the surfers, feels much more insane. Surfing guys, I don't know how they do it. I actually don't. I, I take just because of the care. sharks. Be, because of the shark. Big yeah. fair. And I know there's hardly any attacks. That's yeah. not my point. Just a couple of years. You can go down off the Cape. You know, the, I mean, when the seal colony is there, and just a couple of miles up from the Cape, when the surf is up, those dudes will be out sitting on their boards. That to me. <laughs> oh, go and interview. Go and interview them. I'm gonna talk to Terry about. Well, Brett, I, I, I think that some of the old retired guys. I think Brett, Brett Martin was oh, yeah, a big, big surfer. surfer. Yeah. Roy Ollier, I think, was a surfer dude. There's bound to be others. There's bound to be some of those Aussie guys. Yeah. Big surfers. Yeah. Aussie mindset, maybe. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> <clears throat>